Watson taking a deep shot, looking for Fuller. What a cat! The pressure of J.J. Watt. But I'm trying, Ringo. I'm trying real hard to be the shepherd. Deshaun Watson does it himself. You're going to want to be comfortable today. Watch the show. Night of the fight, you may feel a slight sting. That's pride fucking with you. Fuck pride. For the win in overtime to advance the Texans. Got it. Oh, welcome in H-Town. What's happening, Houston and America? Welcome into the Believe in Texan podcast. That's right. You may not think we got anything to talk about, but you're wrong. You're wrong, wrong, wrong. I know it's deadline. Texans ain't got a whole lot of room to make any moves. Uh, they had done, a bye week. Done. You had a bye week, get a little healthy, maybe come out and make games entertaining, which they have been, most of them. Most of them. No, the games have – you talking about week eight? Week eight. Week yeah. eight games, no. They, they, they were entertaining. Uh, I'm salty because uh, I lost my fantasy football game, and that's another story for another time, and I'm, I'm ready to just do a fire sale. I'm ready to go Texan style and, and uh, actually anti-Texan style uh, and do a fire sale. But you welcome to show in. the Texans how to do it. I'm going to show them how to do it. Uh, I mean, but at the same time, no, I mean, I'm not playing for anything at this yeah. point, so I don't care what I get back. So I'm, it's like B.O.B. I don't care what I get back. Okay? Yeah. It's uh, – it, 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 it's – you know, it's harking back to a, a, a friendlier, angrier, uglier time in your Texans history. But uh, before we get to the Texans podcast, uh, get you ready for week number nine against the uh, mighty, mighty Jacksonville Jaguars. And, uh, you know, before you pencil that Sharpie, that W in, you know, listen, we got to tell you guys about one of our favorite things to do when we are not doing the podcast whether it's the believe in texas podcast that we're doing whether it's the hd show podcast that we're doing with our boy bitter mike uh the one thing we love to do and if you haven't done it you better get on it now and that's going over to betonline.ag today whether you're doing it listen and of course it's obviously probably too late uh for the election but that's okay um what you could do though because of the listen they've got the hottest props uh that you can get right now they had a prop uh, obviously the number one draft pick and there's got a little bit of there's been a little bit of movement henry thomas on this prop simply because trevor lawrence kind of you know said some things last week whatever it was uh they asked him you know are you gonna come out he said you know probably might maybe you know, might not, who knows, you know, kind of that doesn't want to commit because maybe he's looking to see who's got the number one pick. And you know what, if I, if, if the New York Jets had the number one pick, you might think twice about declaring for the NFL draft, considering how bad they've looked. Yeah. Whatever the case is, if you want to bet on it, Henry Thomas, yeah, you can go over to betonline.ag and do it and do it today. Uh, listen, and the thing that we love the most about our friends over at betonline.ag is what? The 24-hour casino, baby. You wake up in the middle of the night. You jonesing? You jonesing. I got to make a bet. What a roulette wheel. <laughs> Can I play 21? I could throw craps? It's a casino, baby, and it's 24 hours a day. And you know what you always bet on? 
black. Come on. <laughs> come on. So head on over to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Betonline.ag. They are your online sportsbook expert. Hey, real quick, too, I want to tell you about my boy uh, Jordan over at way to fit Supplements, also known as Wholesale Nutrition Center over in Tom Ball. Uh, check him out today. Listen, you guys already know that we're big uh, fanatics over here of working out and getting your mind right and doing all the things fitness. Uh, so if you're over on the north side, go check them out. It's over off of uh, Spring Cypress Road in 249. Uh, hang a left if you're going north. Uh, hang a right if you're heading south. It's right by the gym over there. You can't miss it. Best prices around. Whatever you need supplement-wise and as far as just knowledge-wise, I mean, you go to some of these places, you'll ask them questions about it, and they'll just rattle off whatever BS they want you to hear. Whereas my boy Jordan lives it, does it. He's a, a, a fitness entrepreneur. There's nobody better. One of the best in H-Town when it comes to all things fitness. So go check out my boy Jordan over at way Too fit Supplements. You can find him over on Instagram at Wholesale Nutrition underscore Tomball. Wholesale Nutrition underscore Tomball. Check him out. They got everything. Thing there, and if they don't have what you need, I promise you he'll find it wherever he needs to because he's got one of the most robust connections and distribution networks throughout the Houston area. So go check out my boy Jordan today. You'll be glad you did. Make sure you tell him your boy Freddie D and HT over at the HD Show and the Believe in Texans podcast sent you. So there you have it, Henry Thomas. Week nine. Listen, you know the, the beauty of, of, of week eight was the Texans didn't lose. That's right. Can't lose on a bye week. Can't lose. Somebody on a bye did week. get uh, the, the Max Sharping did get the vid though the COVID the Rona. He did a have teammate? the Rona. What's that? The the guard the the, the offensive uh, guard. Yeah, offensive Max guard. Sharping I think his name. Yeah. So Max got the uh, Max got the Rona. Okay. All right. He's out for another week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's out. Uh, he'll be out for uh, another week. He won't be here a week nine. Um, well, they were blocking. They may not miss him. Well, you know, I, I, I mean, he hasn't. Been, he hasn't played much. Okay, right. You know, I mean, you got you know our boy uh, Kelamete is out there at the left guard spot. Our boy Zach Fulton at the right right guard spot. Um, and then of course you guys stay Martin. healthy. Please do, please do. Uh, and then of course we got our boy Tunsil and Titus Howard holding down the the the, the ends. Um, Trade deadline came and went this Tuesday, and the Texans were not major players in it. And I think the news that kind of shook everybody on Monday was uh, Cal McNair sitting down with Sports Radio 610. And of course, we all know 610 is the uh, flagship for the Texans. Uh, so he sat down, our boy Cal McNair sat down with uh, Mark Vandermeer, all right, the voice of the Texans. And this is what he had to say. Uh, he said, you'll see some little things that happened over the weekend, talking about this past weekend, but no big moves. Uh, they did trade defensive tackle Eli Ankow. Um, and I'll be honest with you, Henry, I'm not going to pretend like I know the depth chart for the Houston Texans from front to back. Didn't know that guy. Didn't know Eli Ankow. And I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his name right, to be honest with you. It's yeah. A-N-K-O-U. Yeah. Ankou? Ankow? Ankou? Either way you say it, it sounds like you're butchering it. Ank what? Ink who? Ink bye bye. Ink bye bye. Ink. What, what do we get for? Ink here no more. What, what, what do we get for? Uh, I want to say a bag of donuts. Hold on oh. a second. I mean, if it, I mean, think coffee? about it. If this dude, if you never heard of this dude, and yeah, some yeah, coffee, yeah. right? Um, I think you just, I think you just got the beans. Oh, so you got to grind them yourself. Man. Uh, let's see. They did trade for him. Oh, seventh round pick. Oh, hey. Seventh round pick. Hey, uh, we did get the coffee. Hey. We did get hey, the coffee. Hey, 
Seventh round pick. Uh, who's the best seventh round pick you ever played with or knew of? Mm. Off the top of your head. Top of my head. I want to say Brad Culpepper. Overachiever defensive lineman. Played with the Vikings. I mean, don't you have to be an overachiever if you're going to be in the seventh round and make it? I guess it does kind of speak for itself, doesn't it? Wait a minute. He's seventh round and he's on the field and he's playing? Oh, overachiever. Oh, he's an overachiever. Or, or we all missed. <laughs> Everybody yeah. missed on that one. We missed to the tune of 300 picks yeah. people missed. Uh, was it, You played with him in what, Minnesota? Minnesota, yeah. How long did he play with you for? Um, he may have played three years in Minnesota and uh, maybe three or four more in uh, Tampa. Okay, so he carved out a little six, seven-year career? Yeah, and now he's an attorney down in Tampa. Check out the big brain on Brad. That's right. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes, he is. Brad Culpepper. Brad, if you're listening, 713-387. And his Uh, wife was on Survivor. Is Brad not winning at life? (laughs) Brad is winning. Is Brad not winning at life? I'll tell you what, if the Texans can turn this pick into Brad Culpepper, that's, That's a win. That's it. That's, <laughs> That's it. a win. That's a win. All right. So we have set the bar for what we hope the Texans can accomplish with the seventh-round pick that they were able to flip uh, for our boy Eli Ankow, uh, who they shipped over to the Houston – or excuse me, to the Dallas Cowboys. So there you have it there. Uh, anyway, so uh, here's what McNair said, because everybody thought that the Texans, considering that they're 1-6, and six, all right, and Henry, I'm, I'm not – you know, I'm, I don't consider myself a football guru to the level that you are. Um, but when you're one in six, Henry, yeah, th- that's Brad's wife. That's Monica Culpepper. We all hung out together. Me, her, Yvonne, Brad. We had a ball. They were they're a really good, great couple. A lot of fun. <laughs> she looks like a lot of fun. Um, Henry, when you're one in six, never been there. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Don't even ask me. How would you feel? I have no idea. Don't put that evil on me. Um, one in six. What do you like about your team when you're one in six? Not a lot. <laughs> Not a lot. I mean, there are at that when you're there, there are individuals that you gravitate to because they're still working. They're still going about their job like they're six and one. They want to go out and perform and, and be the best that they can be. Yeah. Then there's that group of guys that you just want to just get rid of, sweep them away. Shake the shit out of. Yeah, they're just sitting around like, what's, what's the point? Oh, man. Uh, you know, that, that guy that, you know, that one guy at work that come in, he's never going to have anything positive to say. Nothing. He's, he's going to tell you something negative about the job oh, as yeah. soon as you get there. Don't matter what, don't matter what it is. When you're one in six, you got a whole bunch of them. Oh, bunch of them. Okay, so put that in your hip pocket. This yeah. is what McNair said. We like our players. We like our team. We have a lot of season left, a lot to play for. There's an extra wild card game this year, and so you don't know what's going to happen. I'm extremely optimistic, and I don't believe in giving up. And we won't. Our team won't. Our ownership won't. Our coaches won't. We're going to go out there and believe in each other, win one game at a time, and see where this season is. The story on the season is not written yet, so we want to go out and give our guys a chance, and we're going to see what happens. It's going to be fun. 
You want to see those first seven chapters of the season writing? I, I mean, <laughs> are we still? I mean, are they blank pages? Uh, no, there's some writing there. I mean, but uh, I'm waiting for the story to turn. Well, I mean, we know the story. A little uh, morbid. Bill O'Brien fucked your season up. And fucked your, your franchise up, up, yes. And now you're stuck with 73-year-old Romeo Cornell, um, who has never been a good head coach. And again, that's not his. That's not his. I mean, he's just the interim. So it, I mean, at the end of the day, it's not like you know you're losing a whole lot other than games. Uh, you got an offensive coordinator who's terrible. Not you good. got a D coordinator who's not ready for prime time yet. No, not ready. Okay. Um, so you know, I mean, I you know, it's like I tweeted out yesterday. And then, of course, he said, don't expect any major moves, which, of course, as we saw today, the Texans didn't make any moves. And across the board, the entire uh, league, there really were no major moves made either. I mean, a couple of moves here and there. We'll touch on those in just a little bit. Um, but no major like, oh, my God. Uh, unless you're a Titans fan. If you're a Titans fan, you're feeling a little bit better about yourself, especially about your secondary, because uh, that's a group that's been giving up just yardages by the frickin' truckload here as of late. But um, on one hand, Henry Thomas, it's okay. He's the owner. What's he going to say? You know, it's not like he's going to come out and say, our team sucks, this season has not been what we expected it to be, and, you know, we've got to, we, we got to make some moves to replenish our, stock, our draft picks and, and, and start building for the future. Other than starting the season, what, what exactly would you think they were expecting? Oh, I think that this team expected to... To what? Compete for a... a to, for what? I mean, definitely the playoffs. Playoffs, playoffs. No, the, playoffs. oh, this team absolutely, this team absolutely expected to be. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't want to. I mean, let's put it this way: Do other Texans fans think this team was a you know could could try to compete for a Super Bowl? Yes. Let me take my my Texans colored glasses off, which I don't know where I put them. Um, and let me take my Chiefs colored glasses off because you know, they'll stay on. But um, I mean, I think anybody that watched this team uh, has watched this team knows, uh, you know, they, they, they weren't, this team didn't have the makeup, especially after you got, now listen, if you'd have kept DeAndre Hopkins, I think it would have been a different story because then there wouldn't have been so many questions about, well, what's this offense going to look like? You knew what the offense was going to look like. The right. question was going to be then, okay, who's going to run the rock? And, you know, what are you going to get out of Will Fuller in year five? And who's going to be the slot guy? Right. And are, are, are your tight ends going to step up? Like, that's what you were going to focus on had you kept DeAndre Hopkins. When you traded him away, then the entire offense just became, oh, shit, now we're going to sell you on this idea. And I'll be honest, I bought into it. Um, well, this should open things up more because now you're going to have, you know, three guys that can all run down the field, three guys that all, you know, bring different varying levels of speed and Randall Cobb, Will Fuller, and, and um, Brandon Cooks. And let's call it what it is. That hasn't happened. It's not gonna happen. They've gotten. I'll say this. They've gotten better as the season's gone on. Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, Will Fuller's been your most consistent guy. All right, but let's not pretend like he's Tyreek Hill or something. You see well, what I did there? You know there? what? Let's uh, let's say they they kept Hopkins. We still got a huge issue on the other side of the ball. They didn't have anybody. Oh, well, the defense was fucked. I, I, I'm with you on that. Then there's no hope. If your defense is screwed, you, you know, we're going to go out with this high. What are you, the, the 70s uh, uh, Chargers? 
Oh, uh, let them score. We can get back. Well, on board. No, but here's the thing, though. I do think that that defense. The one thing I will say about defense is this, though. Yes, we agree the defense sucks, but when you've got a defense that's that bad, mm-hmm. you got to at least help them out offensively. You at least got to prolong drives. You at least got to put up points because if you know your defense is going to give up thirty, you better try to score thirty-three. You better try to score 31. And that's the thing. If you had an offense that was more intact, now we're just, you know, the defense is still a turd, but now we're just kind of shining. We're, we're spit shining the turd a little bit. It's okay? still a turd. It's still a turd, but here's the deal. And the more you rub it, the more it's going to stink. <laughs> the more you rub it, the more it's going to stink. I will say this, though. You wouldn't be one in six. You wouldn't be the laughing stock of the AFC South. Now, on the flip side of that, you still have Bill, you'd still have Bill O'Brien. <laughs> so, in a way, they're winning. In a way, I mean, because I guess the the question would have been this, okay? Because the, the reality is, let's to to your point, if everything stayed the same, the off you kept DeAndre, you would have kept the rest of the pieces, the Will, the Will Fullers. You you know maybe you would have signed Randall Cobb. I think they signed Randall Cobb anyway, even yeah. before they traded D, uh, before they traded D uh, D Hop. So let's say you had D Hop, Randall Cobb, and Will Fuller, and then whoever they decided, you know, maybe they keep bring uh, Carlos Hyde back, whatever. And now you've got an offense that looks better, okay? Because they would be better if that if that was your group. Okay. I mean, I, I don't even think. I mean, I think even you agree with that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And let's say they're scoring twenty seven to thirty points a game, or somewhere in that ballpark. Okay. All right. They would still be, you know, they 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 might beat the Titans, right? Okay. Right. They, you know, they'd be in that 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 echelon so so to speak but at the end of the day you still trust you and i both trust mike vrabel more than we trust bill o'brien yes in a close game okay all right because the reality is would the texans still be in the same conversation as the steelers no no we know they're not in the same conversation as the chiefs no okay and you know i'll say this i might give them a puncher's chance against the ravens as crazy as that sounds, because the one thing you can say about Lamar Jackson, all right, yes, he's great, and yes, he's a dynamo, but it's, it, but he hasn't gotten over that big game hump yet. Right. And 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 again, I don't know the Texans are, are, are that are are, are that um, big game, big game yet. Maybe if it's a you know divisional round playoff, because let's call it what it is. You know, this is the same Baltimore Ravens team that lost to the Titans last year. Right. Or granted, the Titans ended up going to the uh, AFC Championship. But point in all that is this. All right. You've got, and I, and I get what Cal McNair is trying to say, and he can't come out and just completely just shit all over the franchise because you've still got, got you know, listen, guys were listening. Guys heard, heard, you know, they don't want to hear their owner just come out and just, you know, bleep all over them. Right. So I get what he's saying as he's trying to, you know, paint this picture of, hey, we're still in this. We're still trying to fight. But, but at the same time, too, you know, don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. Right. All right. Don't tell me that you guys still have something to play for. I mean, yeah, pride. Yeah, you got pride. But you ain't making the playoffs. I don't give a fuck if there's eight playoff spots. You ain't making the playoffs. No way they can come in the playoffs, even if they go on a run. Okay, well, you got to win the next eight. You got to go eight and oh. No, you got to go nine. Well, let's put it this way. If you went nine and oh, if you want, you got nine games left. Right. You're one and six. So if you went nine and oh, which Texans have done that before. Texans yeah. ran off nine wins in a row. So, I mean, it's not. Now, granted, again, they had D-hop on that team. Um, but... Yeah, you go nine and seven. I mean, is it possible to go eight and one over the next nine games? Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe seven and two. I mean, maybe if you finish with an eight and eight record, you can you know save some uh, save some face. Yeah, I mean it. W- it would definitely save some face. 
and it would give that. But what, but what do you save it? I mean, the only reason I'm the only thing you're saving at that point is so that you don't look stupid when the Dolphins, who uh, a, a report came out two days ago, one of the reasons why they started Tua. I heard. Okay. Yeah. Was because of all the draft picks they have, thanks to the Texans and right. where the Texans draft picks are looking like they're going to be at. They're saying to themselves, well, let's take a look at Tua real quick because, if this, du- because if this dude ain't who we think he is and we might be able to move up and get Trevor Lawrence next year. That's yeah. what we're going to do. That's what's going to happen. Thanks, Houston. Yeah. Appreciate you. Thanks all them good picks you gave us. Uh-huh. Because right now. Guess the- what? We'll have a Cleveland guy, too. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> because right now the Texans, I think, are would be sitting at like the number seven overall pick. Six or seven. At one and six? Yeah. Really? Maybe fifth. I, I I know last week, I'd have to look at the updated standings, but I know last week it was like seven, sixth or seventh. Mm. So, yeah, it might, be, it, it might be top five at this point. Now, you should win this week. Right. You should win this week. You're playing a Jacksonville team. Uh, the mustache is out. Uh, the mustache is out. Uh, they got a kid uh, from Oregon State. Let me give you his, uh, let me get you this. Heard Ferguson's name here in just a second. I mean, listen, man. Uh, okay, Jack Jacksonville is going to start rookie quarterback Jake Luton as our boy Minshew Mania has multiple injuries, including a break in his right thumb. So, who's Jake Luton? You ask. I'm glad you did, Henry. Luton was selected in the sixth round of the 2020 draft by the Jaguars out of Oregon State. During his final collegiate season, the 24-year-old threw 28 touchdowns and only three picks. Mm. Of course, because there was no pressure due to the COVID NFL, or excuse me, due, due to uh, there was no pre oh no preseason. This kid's never played in an NFL game before. Hello. Welcome. Never. He's going to get the tour treatment. His, well, his first play, he got slammed. Yeah, but who's going to slam him? They slap. Oh. You got to get to him first. J.J. J.J. didn't get moved. J.J.'s not going to slam him. He'll hit him. He might because he's – no, J.J.'s angry. Yeah. No, J.J.'s angry. No, J.J.'s going to slam him. No, he's not. He's a rookie. He's going to give give one of them welcome to the NFL moments. Yeah, he's going to give him a good shot, but I don't think he's going to do – like, Tua got to – I mean, the dude – one guy slapped the ball out of his hand while the other guy just – Took him to the ground, very like very WWE like. Was that against the Rams? Yeah, and then he came back to beat him. <laughs> what did you think of his performance? I didn't see much of it. I didn't, it wasn't much. wasn't much to it. I mean, no, he, because Jared Goff. Yeah, what's was, happened to him? He's he's hit or miss week to week. I mean, one week he can look like, okay, maybe we under. Then next week, no, we didn't. Then the next week, maybe we. Uh, <laughs> then the next week, no, we didn't. He, he's hit or miss. He's like this week coming up. He's going to have a monster game. Whoever they're playing against, <clears throat> whoever they're playing against. No one. I think they got to buy. <laughs> well then, yeah, he's going to have a monster game. Yeah, he's going to be at the house chilling, not doing shit. Uh, they are on a buy this week. Okay. So no Rams this week. No Rams. No Rams. Um. Texans and Jaguars. Um, so yeah, you got your boy Jake Luton. I like you said, man. I, I you know, you win this game. Okay, uh, you and I have already have have kind of gone through the, the the schedule a little bit. I mean, we've we've got these guys slotted at four or five wins. Here's the deal: if you can't beat Jacksonville and a rookie quarterback, you might ask the NFL, "Hey, is there any way y'all can push that? Can we can we redo the trade deadline again?" No. 
Because no. here, I, what? I guess my my th- my only thing is this: How do you not move guys? Now, maybe guys didn't. Maybe nobody wanted anybody. I know Will Fuller was well, was the one name being thrown around to Green Bay or someplace. Do you know like what Green that? Bay wanted? Whom? No, do you know what they wanted? Oh, for what? They were going to give him a fourth or fifth round pick, which is first. I mean, no way I'd go that right. low. And then they wanted him. They wanted the the Texans to pay part of his salary. <laughs> It's the Texans. It don't hurt Nasty. Well, <laughs> it's funny you say that because I thought, man, is that where B.O.B. left this franchise? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And the thing about them not moving anybody, I mean, look at the track record. They haven't done a stellar job at it. I mean, where, I mean, their best move, can we say, was Tunsil? For as a player being I'm gonna on tell the you, field. I, listen, I'm going to say this. Have we traded for anybody that is on the field other than him? Brandon Cooks. I mean, he's trade, on. The, I mean, he's we on. traded for Brandon yeah, Cooks. Yeah, okay, yeah. we got Cooks and uh, and well, the I mean, back. Fair, I mean, in fairness, the David slow, Johnson, the slow running, running. David back. Johnson's on the field. I mean, if that's uh, that's the, if that's the criteria, I'm <laughs> coming through this hole. So he runs the ball. He's that's, the Eeyore of NFL running backs. Uh, is 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 what he is. He's the uh, uh, NFL running backs. Oh my goodness. Okay, let me let me. Um, so I read an article over the weekend because I was sitting there thinking to myself. Who the fuck is Jack Easterby? Like, what is this guy? Okay. Let me tell you something. You read mm-hmm. what the Patriots said about him, like the players. Okay. They thought he walked on water. <laughs> no, no, they yeah. they all said straight up, like, he was, the, he was the, he, wherever Bill Belichick was at, Easterby was at. Yeah. They said that dude, because and his role was ubiquitous in the sense that he was just like a jack-of-all-trades. Like yeah. He wasn't necessarily a football guy, per se, but if you were going through something and didn't want to talk to a coach about it, you went to, him. You went to Jack Easterby. You got traded, and you needed somebody, and guess who met you at the airport? Jack Easterby. You needed okay. help getting moved into your place? Guess what? Jack Easterby helped okay. you move. At 3 o'clock in the morning... You're trying to kick a broad out, and you, you're having second thoughts about it? Guess who you can call at 3 o'clock in the morning who's going to talk you through it? Not cover for you or do any dirt, but who might come over there, not only get her an Uber home, but then pray with you afterwards? Jack Easterby. Get her out of here. I'll pray with you. <laughs> <laughs> the the I, players raved about him. And i uh, tell you what, Bill Belichick uh, actually reached out to go get him. And then after he talked to him, he was like, no, 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 no. I need this guy on my team. Because uh, he started with the Jacksonville Jaguars, then he became a chaplain with the Chiefs uh-huh. and was with the Chiefs when the Jovan Belcher deal right. went down. And apparently Romeo was just just uh, astonished at how this dude handled everything in the wake of all that. Wow. Right? Yeah. And so when Belichick found out, Belichick's like, no, 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 no. I need that on my team. Yeah. And because Belichick saw, okay, this guy brings a different kind of personality a different kind of approach outside of football but it's not like he's some you know god squad dude which he, i mean he's a you know he's a religious dude he's got a degree in i mean he's got a seminary uh, went to a seminary school so he's got a degree in religious studies um but no all the players in new england had nothing but just i mean you know the, the slater brother or kelly slater yeah. uh the mccordy twins Everybody. Everybody. All they talked about was Jack this, Jack that. He was, you know, everybody hated to see him go. Wow. So. What do you have to do to get a 
seminary degree. Man, I, listen, all I know I, is I know how the book ends. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, if you just have to know at the end, well, of the, how how what happens at the end of the book? I think, you know, I think it's just how you package it, right? Okay. That's it. That's it. That's it. It's how you package it. Um, Just spend your time there and you get the degree. I look at it this way. If Jack Easterby is bringing that, because I I put to you, I feel like I bring that kind of skill level to the table. Like, you really can't identify what I do, Uh but you know I do something. Okay. All right. (laughs) Okay. All right. Right. Something's going on. And I could be that dude at 3 o'clock in the morning. Hey, Fred. No, you can't. (laughs) No, you cannot. You could be that dude up until about five. At five thirty, yeah, you ain't that guy. No, you ain't that guy. Especially as you kick your shoes off and turn on the television. That's it. No, no, no. If I, but well, that's because I was, you know, just no. tired. Yeah, whatever. No, if I've got a job that I actually like, yeah. Regardless, that <laughs> Man, you can call me at three like o'clock this. in the morning. Man, I ain't that in there. I can see you just looking at the phone like. Oh, this kid, I knew he was on his he was head of this <laughs> trouble. Let me forward this over to the security. <laughs> Let me send this over to coach real quick. Uh, I think we're gonna put him on the COVID list. Can, can we get him out of here now? Something's going down. He called twice no, within, within a minute. Seriously. Seriously. Well, you know what? I think the Texans gonna have a really good shot for next week. In uh, winning the game, you got to Get two in a row. I mean, two under your belt, and it is gonna uplift them onto the roll. Because what do they have after? I mean, this is a tough road after that. Got Indianapolis two times. You still got to see the Titans. Still got to see the Titans again. You got Indy twice. You got to see the Titans again. I mean, it's it's gonna be a tough one. I think um, with Indy, it's hit or miss. Phillip Rivers feeling like he's something special now, but somebody's gonna slap him back down to earth. Uh, you've got. Let's put it this way: your next six games are as follows: at the Jags, at the Jags, at the Browns, home to the Patriots. Which, I mean, that's a, you. You can yep. win that. Yep. Uh, at the Lions, I, I think you can win that. Uh, home to the Colts, at the Bears. I mean, that that's the. And listen, that's why when folks looked at this schedule pre D Hop, you thought to yourself. First three are going to be tough. You knew the first four games were going to be brutal. Right. You knew the first four games. It was one of those deals where, okay, if you can be four and three going into the bye, you can live with that. Right? Like yeah. if you were, or even yeah. if you were three and four going into the right, bye, right, right, you right. could live with that. Because, you know, you should have beat the Vikings. All right. You knew you were going to beat the Jags, and then you should have beat the Titans. Definitely should have been tight. Okay, so that's three wins right there. You weren't going to beat the Chiefs, you weren't going to beat the Ravens, and you weren't going to beat the Steelers. Yeah, but you'd have made them better, better games. But you would have made them better games. That's yeah. absolutely right. Uh, but you know, you come out of this game. I mean, there's no reason that if you, if the, let's put it this way, if the Texans had a legit offense, I could see them going four and two, five and one in this six game stretch coming out of the bye. Because with the legit offense, they're not going to come out that way. No way. You got to have more on defense. The defense is just—it's tired. Granted, because we don't have an elite offense, but because they're on the field a lot. Well, see, that's my thing. Is I feel but, like if they weren't on the field so damn much. Yeah, that's not the thing. But let me ask you this: when so they're you know, on the field, they're making huge mistakes, and you know, people yeah, are gashing the them and running through them. You know what? If they want to get out the field faster, let them score. Get out the way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's—it's it's just the mistakes I see. And I'm screaming at the television, and most of the people that I, w- I watch the game around, 
really have no idea why I'm screaming. I mean, even on good plays and I'm yelling at somebody for, you know, why would you not cover the flat? You know what you've made me look at differently? What's that? The number of D linemen who start to slow down and start doing this before they get to the quarterback, like, you're going to – because the thing is, like, okay – and it's not so much and, – and I know the first reaction, well, because, you know, Fred, the, the NFL has outlawed big hits, so that's why I got – no, 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 no. It ain't got nothing to do with big hit. Because right. you still got to hit them first. Right. Okay? But it's like they're waiting to either try to – so they don't get juked out. Right. Or they're going to jump up and knock the ball down if, if, the, if they throw it. Yeah. Just go run and get them. Go to him. I mean, the thing about it that you see a lot of, too, is um, no one – none of the good teams – Work half a man, okay, in rushing the passer, and I say that, and people, say, what are you talking about? It's like most of them go straight down the middle, especially late in the game. You're tired. You know what their number one thing is? Bull rush. Bull rush ain't gonna work. Yeah. For one, when, when we were in uh, five minutes down, and it was a tight game, and we had to rush the passer, for every bull rush somebody did, you're charged twenty five dollars. And it went into our pot, and we, we had a little after-the-season beer party afterwards with the money. But it went into our pot because you had to make a pass rush move. Could they do that in today's NFL? Yeah, the, the pot's are probably bigger now, though, I would imagine. Well, I'm sure they would charge more than $25. <laughs> it was hard pressed to get that $25. But everybody knew because, you know, you're in the huddle in five minutes and say we're up by six, and they got to score. Yeah. There's five minutes left in the game. Anybody caught pe- bull rushing on the film the next day, hey, that's 25. That's a bull rush. That ain't no move. That, hey, what? You know, so it, we, made a, we made a point of working a move. doing, And that's why we came away with so many late game sacks because everybody worked moves. You wanted to work moves on the guy. Yeah, because they're expecting time. a bull rush, right? Because oh, people cause are tired. tired. You don't want to, you know, if you work half a man and put a move on, you're going to be successful. 40% of the time, especially late in the game. Yeah. Especially late in the game. You got two guys coming free over and over at the end of the game. That quarterback ain't looking for that pass. I mean, he's not looking for that open receiver. He's like, look, go to that spot. But I'm going to throw it before you turn around because they coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting rid of it. So as soon as you whip your head around, that ball going to be there. You better get ready. Uh, let's take a real quick look at the division. Um, Colts are home to the Ravens. Okay. All right, that'll be an interesting. Uh, that should be an interesting game, especially with the Ravens coming off the loss and and uh, the Colts doing what they did. And then the Bears are at the Titans. Uh, Titans got to Titans need to come come correct on this because uh, they've lost what two out of three now, and they got embarrassed by Cincinnati. Yes, they did. It was uh, since I mean you got Joe Burrow did pretty much whatever he wanted to do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I don't know. Tannehill still. Seems somewhat to improve and impress. Well, but, but is he Jared Goff? Ooh. Ooh. I mean, let, let's call it what it is. Okay, let, let's let's. I mean, let's just real quick. You've got a group of you, you know your new elite quarterbacks are Pat Mahomes, right? Right. TB twelve is still still doing it. Still elite. Yeah. Um, Russell Wilson. Yes. Aaron's still doing – Aaron hadn't slow, although – Minnesota put it on that. Minnesota put it on him, and I think somebody on this show called that. Yeah. Um, and then 
I'm not putting Drew Brees in the elite category anymore. Can't. When you Can't. got a pea shooter for an arm, I'm sorry. But when when listen, when you make Alex Smith look like he's got a howitzer, I'm sorry. But your arm, I mean, seriously. But you got guys, um, younger guys coming up. That's right well, underneath them. I'm not listen, I'm not ready to throw Lamar Jackson elite category yet. Okay. Okay. I still want I, I still think he's a great quarterback and I think he's going to become elite, but I still think there's just something about his game that it's just not it just hasn't quite got to that next level. Deshaun Watson, do we think he's elite? He's the next level underneath them because he's got nothing to throw to, nothing to make me think he's gonna I mean, when you your receiver's not even trying to get open, it's hard to be elite. I can show I now he's an elite escape artist. I'm I've Let's put it this way. He's got elite talent. And the thing is, you don't need necessarily need elite talent around you. He's a, he's an, I'll put it to this. He's an elite quarterback with Division three coaching Ooh. In, a, in, a league, in a league that's full of, you know, I mean, because, I mean, call it what it is, man. You look at the rest. Of, I mean, you look at the, the Chiefs, the Steelers, um, even the Titans to an extent. Again, the Ravens. I mean, these are teams that offensively show you something week after week. The Seahawks, what they've been able to do. I mean, these are teams that show you what they can do. Green Bay. I just don't see that. I mean, Chargers, young man, the young guy Ooh. in the Chargers. He is really stepping up to be a. Oh, uh, he's, he's on a, the road upward. I think it's going to be. It's going to be a. 1A and 1 I wouldn't be surprised if, if Burrow and Herbert were co-MVPs. Coming up on, on – Or co-Rookie of the Years. Rookie of the Years, yeah. Because those two – what those two are doing – Yeah. Because let me tell you what, Justin Herbert every week is showing out. Just – yeah, he's doing a – And I hate to say this, but we got to put your boy Anthony Lynn on the hot seat ranking this week. You, uh, He's playing with – he's got too much to lose there. He's got a lot to lose, and and and, it, and to your point last week on on the HD show when you said no, nah, they won't get rid of him because he's got he's got a franchise quarterback. Well, that's probably what's going to be his undoing is the fact that he's got a franchise quarterback now. Unless they say, "All right, this was your first year with him, we're going to give you the benefit of the doubt." But the way they keep losing, no, he's he's not going anywhere. They're gonna they're gonna pull him up uh, because. But you just gave up a twenty-one point lead to the Broncos. Yeah, that's. That's I'm sorry, but that, and I'm going to tell you what, if that keeps happening, uh, I, I want to say, man, I think they're on a, no, they, they've already had their bye week. Home to the Raiders this week. You better beat the Raiders this week. Oh, that's going to be a good one. That's going to be a damn good one. That's going to be a good damn one. good one. Um, all right, so there you have it. Should be an interesting week in the NFL. Week 9, we're excited about it. We know you are too. Don't forget to go to the Believe Podcast Network to catch up with all of the Believe in Texas podcasts. Um, we're, we're working on getting some guests, of course, with, a, with a, the bye week. We didn't have a whole lot to work with this week, but we promise uh, we'll have something for you next week. And then, of course, always don't forget, you can check us out on the HD show as well with our boy Better Mike. Uh, and, of course, all of these are on the Believe Podcast Network. Go over to Apple iTunes uh, also, too, if you, if you check it out over there. Make sure you leave us a five-star rating because we promise you, even if you didn't learn anything new about the Texans, we promise you, you learned some insight from Henry Thomas, and maybe you're smarter than me, which, again, not necessarily, uh, not, not, a, not uncommon. Not uncommon at all. Um, but at the very least, you appreciated it, and you laughed, and you enjoyed yourself, and you had more fun when you left than when you came in. So, uh, and check us out on Twitter as well. That's at Henry Thomas NFL. I'm at the Freddie D. For the one, the only, Henry Thomas, I am still that dude, Freddie D. H-Town. And America, we love you. Peace. Kiss, I had to bust it. Came right back to get that loose. No, I had to finish what I.